0: You are listening to The 945 Show on WFNULP 94.1 FM and podcasted
1: everywhere. Local music from the Twin Cities.
2: morning, everybody, and welcome to WFNULP 94.1 FM St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. You are listening to the 945 show hosted by me, Mike Resendez. Thank you for tuning in this Saturday morning. It is another smoky one out there. We'll get to the out-the-window weather forecast for you in a little bit uh, as we look out there. It's uh, hazy and brown and orange again, so uh, be careful out there. We'll get into all of those details later on as well. I want to uh, welcome to the show my in-studio guest this morning, Colin Monet or Monet. Yep. Either way will work, correct? We discussed this before and I knew I was still going to screw it up. So, uh, But yeah, so we will talk about your music. Why don't you quickly introduce yourself to the listeners?
3: Okay. Thanks, Mike. Yeah, my name is Colin Roy Manette, Um and I'm a musician, guitarist, singer-songwriter in Minneapolis.
2: All right, and we're going to listen to some of your music. Um, Frequent listeners to the station have heard your music already, um, as we were also discussing um, off the air. Uh, We play a lot of your songs, so we're going to get into that and uh, talk about your music career. Uh, Before we get started on that, though, if you want more information on Frogtown Community Radio, just visit wfnu.org. You can find out a lot of information about us there. You can get the uh, show calendars. You can find out when your favorite show is airing, like this one, um, on Saturday mornings at 945. And you can also find out when you can catch the replay sometime on like a 1 or 2 a.m. on one of these days. So check that out if you're a night owl. Um, You can also find out uh, some of your other shows as well that are on. Um, You can also find out how you can volunteer here. Uh, National Night Out is coming up, and we're going to be at two separate locations. More information on that later on in the show as well. But first, we're going to get things started, wake you up a little bit. Here is uh, an older song from a local artist, Bad and Rad. This is So Bodacious on Frogtown Community Radio.
4: So
1: love in the winter. I don't know if I could have loved her any better. I spent a lot of time hoping you'd change your mind and we could start where we left it all. I still don't understand Sagittarius Don't remember why I loved her Everything that I once felt Sometimes comes back to linger I'm sorry for thinking That we might be in love You just brought me back To the winter Where I was so in love With her Where I was so in love
2: with her. WFNU Frogtown Community Radio. That was Megan Linneus with Allison. Before that you heard uh, Mary Bue with the things I left in Duluth. That's the cleaned up version. I think you can pretty much figure out uh but the word things is probably not in the original version, but a good song nonetheless. And then before that, you heard Bad and Rad with Sobodacious. All right, you're listening to the 945 show on WFNULP, 94.1 FM, St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. My guest this morning, Colin, is here. We're going to talk about your music now. And I know you, you quickly introduced yourself before we started playing music and waking everybody up. Um, so... Just introduce us again now that it's 10 a.m. and we have more listeners tuning in. Uh, Tell us who you are and and why you're here, and and tell us about your music.
3: Yeah. Good morning. My name is Colin Roy Manette, and I'm a Minneapolis musician, guitarist, songwriter, singer. Um, And, yeah, I'm here because I got a new album out called Lucky. And, uh, basically, this radio station has been playing it all the time. (laughs) So I reached out to you and asked for an interview, you know, and, um, that's why we're here, you know, talk about it.
2: Yeah. So we're like flamethrowering your music to everyone in Frogtown. town <laughs> yeah. and anyone listening on the app and streaming us. So, which is so awesome. All right. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about getting your music on the radio. So you're, would be considered an independent musician. You're local, yeah. um, and you're writing music, you're recording music mm-hmm. and let's talk about how a musician like yourself gets distributed to radio stations and how do you get it played yeah. um, on the radio? That's a good question. I was wondering that too. <laughs> how, do you do, how do you do that?
3: Um, but, uh, you know, part of it is you have to have a product to push. And uh, I had been working on these songs for a while, you know, and uh, probably like 10 years or so where I, you know I've just been a songwriter for many years and um, I record the tunes um, you know demo version at my home and then I'll work on my performance and uh, I'll take them to a recording studio and uh, you know do it the right way there and that's really what this album is it's um, five different studios I think over about 10 years worth of time that um, I went in and tracked and you know they sound Professional the thing is I've got a lot of songs, so and I just kind of had to narrow it down to these few that I think had a something in common and that was the common theme is that they're done in a real studio sure and um, um, a few of them were done with my cousin. She went to this um, recording school over off of, uh France avenue and um, it was like a former Janet Jackson recorded there and oh, okay. Uh, so it's got some clout behind it. Oh, yeah. It. <laughs> and it's really the, the sound in there was amazing, you know. And i was like, wow, that's what Acoustically Treated Room sounds like, you know. So I tracked a couple of tunes there, and then her teachers, you know, mastered it and made it sound really good. So that's what, like, the opening track on here is that sound, you know. Sure. And... uh yeah, so what's, what is it like to get your music out there? I didn't really know when I started. I, w- I was going to print CDs, which I did. That People think that's weird, but I decided I wanted to... Uh, for me, it had to be like a finished product, so I needed to have the tangible CD, you know, with the artwork and the lyrics and all that stuff in there. So, and then I wrote a little bit about all the songs, and, you know, only a couple other people played on uh, two of the songs, but... Um, you know, the engineers who did all that. And then I asked the guys who were printing the CDs, that's copycats media, um, you know, what do you, what do you do now? You know, and, uh, they said that, um, they recommended Tinderbox music, which is a Minneapolis based kind of, I don't know, ad distribution sort of company. And they'll help people like me, artists who, um, need to get their music out there. And so what they did is they, um, sent my music to 300 different radio stations in the nation and then they send me these you know um, just a little chart of where the music's being played and you guys are playing it all (laughs) the damn time so
2: you're showing me that list and I see it's WFNU, WFNU, WFNU like wow they're playing it
3: all the time (laughs) Um, and then so and you know like went to Hawaii and whatever and I don't know how to track this stuff I don't know who's actually you know, playing it, you know, it's, it takes a long time, but it's like, you know, the guy says like dipping your toe in the lake or something. You're just sure. getting some you know, m- momentum ahead of the release date, um, which it is out now, you know, but in, in some respects, the album here, Lucky is sort of, um, to me, it's kind of like old news, but I had to get this piece done so that I could move forward, you know, because it's, 10 years old, in my view, even though the songs all sound brand new. Right. Um, And, you know, in 2020, I wrote an entire new album. And I've got 14 songs on a a new album that's going to come out, too. You know, but that's already last year. (laughs) Right, yeah. And then I've got new music for um, 2021 already that um, for my other band, too, Spaghetti, Manetti, and the Sauce. I've got a whole bunch of other sweet songs that we've been doing for. Five years we record our practices in the, the basement over there in our practice space, St. Paul. And, um, you know, so it's like I got a lot of music, but it's about, to me, I had to get this one out so I could start moving forward, you know, because this was kind of backwards. And then, like, now I'm starting to go forward with right. it and learning from the experience. And um, I'm, I'm not exactly sure how to do it, but this is one step, you know. And uh, I wanted to have a tangible CD um, so that I could give it to people the old-fashioned way, you know. And um, uh, one thing that I I learned, too, um, is that you have to have it in every platform, you know. So you have to have a digital distribution company like um, DistroKid I went with. I was with CD Baby for a long time, and they literally didn't do anything for me. Um, But I don't think they do anything for anybody unless they, you know, unless you're like some big shot band or something, sure. I don't know, I, I don't think I sold anything with that company. Of course, I didn't, I, Well, you have to be your own, your best advocate, you know. So right, exactly. As an artist, you have to be like really pushing yourself, um, and I'm not really like that, Um, not extremely competitive or something, like, you know, I don't really feel like I need to show any, you know, show somebody up or whatever, it's <laughs> right. like, I'm just not like that. But, uh, yeah, so I went with DistroKid, and I asked a lot of people on, musician uh, people on my Facebook, you know, and just going like, hey, what do you think? Should I switch? And I did. I switched to DistroKid, and immediately they got my music onto Spotify, iTunes, Apple, you know, Amazon, Google Play. It's all over the place. And, um, you know, they made YouTube videos for them and everything. Just right like, wow. They, and um, to me, that's just a big part of it. That's changed in, you know, even just in like 10 years or something like that. Um, I've been kind of like, you know, like a turtle with its head under a rock or something. And now I'm like, <laughs> just trying to catch up emerging. emerging. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I, know, I, I know a lot of artists that use DistroKid. Mm-hmm. Um, the cool thing about that, too, is that, you know, I'm like... Uh, instagram and and facebook you have those stories you can do yeah and if you go to the music section your music is probably listed on there so if people wanted to add music they could look you up and find you for sure So which is i always think it's kind of trippy when i can find local artists music on all that stuff yeah uh, you can you know push it and people can hear it for the first time more than likely
3: yeah it's really great i think uh you know let's say um a decade ago, um, when I was really feeling like I had a lot going on, um, I actually ended up my my wife uh, and I had a, our child, our first child. And uh, at that point, I decided to be a, become a stay-at-home dad. We decided that it made sense. So that's what I've been doing for the past nine years. Um, and I also have a daughter who's seven, too. So, you know, we just sort of did that. But during that time... I was evolving, but the world did not stop changing. You sure. know, It just like, and I was kind of like in my own world, this mini kind of fog or whatever. And then I, now I've started to reemerge. I'm going, holy cow, it's just changed. <laughs> like there's buildings all over the place. Right. Just tremendous amounts of change. The population has boomed even in 10 years. And I'm like wow. Where the, Cause I just, my, my world was just like pushing the baby cart, walking around the <laughs> lake, going sure. to the playground. It was really Hit chill, the grocery you know, store. go to the grocery <laughs> store, go home, take a nap. It was just like, I didn't do any of that other stuff. You know, I didn't get out and drive around that much either. Um, and I go, wow, it really changed a lot, you know? And, um, for better or for worse, it's just, that's what happened, you know? And, uh, one of the things too, going back to it, what changed too is the, you know, there's these trends that come and go with with music. Like there was um, MySpace, and and there were other you know, like music platforms that mm-hmm. came and went. I even thought that Facebook was gonna come and then disappear too, you know. But like the, now, there's some things that have decided they're gonna stick around. They have lasting power, and it's kind of a good idea to like let some time go by, um, and that's what's happened here. Is well some time went by and now I've got this new album and yeah, actually these platforms are, are lasting, you know Spotify has proven to be like one of the top things, like if you can get it on there then th- that's going to do something, I don't know how you, how you make money off of this you know, because I think it's like something has to play a thousand times before you get a penny or something
2: Yeah, Spotify, it's, it's like a love and hate thing I think a lot of artists have with Spotify, because if you're not the Taylor Swifts of the world you're probably not going to make much of a buck,
3: literally. Yeah.
2: yeah. Um, on who, Spotify. Who does
3: get paid though? I mean, somebody's getting somebody's paid. Somebody's getting paid. Yeah. So, um, but it's not us. No. You know, we're we're giving them free content so that we can get some exposure. And then the way that the artist might make money is if they were to be able to go play festivals. If they had some, if they were able to get into that kind of, right? You know, if you could actually get into that or um you could sell like merchandise or something like you know but um you know and then of course it was difficult to get into any sort of gigging or anything like that in the last 2020 year that was a rough year for that but for myself actually it was really good um my band and my neighborhood too it's like we had a built-in stage on my porch because we do this thing called porch fest sure so every Thursday last summer, we could play on our porch.
2: Well, that's awesome.
3: Yeah, and the thing is, I, I reached the audience that I wanted to reach, which was families and neighbors and kids all around the area. And, like, I'm the most popular, you know, band
2: in the neighborhood. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we rock. Can, we don't just,
3: suck, you know. Like,
2: right. We freaking rock. <laughs> you can fill up your like your own personal stadium yeah, you know yeah. which would be your front yard and, so. and
3: it's like the people I really want to reach are are those people the families and the people that are, are here down to earth um, at a decent time of day um, you know and it's like I played cafes or I'd play certain bars or whatever like I remember playing the Whiskey Junction one time they closed down but I remember playing there feeling like oh yeah I got the gig show up there nobody shows up Except for the five drunks that are there, right. and the bar was mad at us. I'm like, man, that's not our fault that nobody came to your bar. Right, <laughs> we're not gonna draw people to your bar. It's your bar has to have people there. Right, you know. And so, like in my neighborhood, if they start hearing some blues guitar riffs, people start coming out and pulling up chairs and stuff. And the first year we did the porch fest, um, we even had like chicken barbecue and stuff, like oh, had nice. all set out for people and big coolers of beer and stuff you know that
2: would get me out
3: (laughs) (laughs) i know (laughs) swedish bikini team dropped in (laughs) you know no it was just like ah, it was so much fun and and so that's what i mean it was actually a really good year for musically for that we reached the people that we want to and we didn't feel upset because oh nobody showed up to this bar at 11 p.m or right yeah our set at starts at midnight you know it's like who the hell's gonna be there
2: yeah, that's that's tough. <laughs> even if you're not one of the five drunks that are yeah, dead normally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So we, uh, you gave me a copy of your CD, um, and you were talking about um, just having like a, a CD, um, physical media. Mm-hmm. I think we we kind of got into a generation where everybody was used to streaming and just yeah. being able to click and find and just play, yeah. that that became, like, the norm really fast, Big which time. was weird. It
3: happened without me even not- noticing Yeah.
2: It. Well, I mean, and it happened, I mean, for somebody who's in it, it's yeah. just, it still floors me how fast that happened. So when I hear about an artist who has physical media, I get really excited. <laughs> because then I know I can, there's something about holding it. Yeah, you know? I, it I think it, it's probably because you grew up, or I grew yeah. up, you grew up, we're in the, kind of in that same. Tangible copy. Yeah, I mean, first you know for me it was the cassette and then yeah, it was too. the cd um vinyl was still kind of a thing when yeah, it was, was around
3: but i didn't listen to yeah, a lot of it. yeah
2: and i have so much vinyl right now wow and i i do both i buy the cds and i buy the vinyl yeah. so i might have two copies of the same album or depending on which one you know because now you can do so much with vinyl now you can do colors and splashes you know and all these different things and there's some electronic artists that have gone to mini disc, you yeah. know, and oh, really? some that are doing DAT, you know, the digital audio tape. Yeah. You know, so a lot of the old forms of medium is coming back. Yeah, they are. But if you start getting too fancy, nobody has a way to play. <laughs> That's right. So,
3: well, new cars don't even come with CD players. No. And I, I was like, I got this 20 or five year old, um, neighbor and like, Hey, you got a CD player. It's like, Hmm, <laughs> no, I'll have to like look somewhere to find that, you know? Right. And, uh, but that's fine, you know. It's it's for, to me, um, you could have it, you can look through it, and maybe you never play it, but you can play it, you know, how you want on Spotify or wherever you listen to music, you know. Yeah. Um, that's totally cool. Because having the smartphone, the luxury of that is pretty amazing, you know.
2: Yeah, the convenience.
3: Convenience of it. it works yeah, a lot. Yeah, the that. Bluetooth is, all that is a big part of it. But for me, I, I needed to have the the piece of art that I can hold on to, like an artist who has a painting. Right. You know, it's like, here, this is the real thing. And then I could, um, you know, move forward from there. Because I have a hard time grasping um, cloud concepts, you know, like things that are just floating in thin air. Right. I, I need to, like, feel something and hold on to it, you know. Yeah. Maybe because I love playing the guitar, I just like to <laughs> hold on to something, you know.
2: Right. Well, you know, the, the ultimate cloud that was around that I don't think anybody really knows are radio waves. Because mm. no matter where you go, there's a reason why you can turn on a radio and when you turn it on, you get the radio station you want, like 94.1 FM. Mm-hmm. It's because the radio waves are constantly around you. And you just have the receiver to turn it on to, to focus that frequency. So that's, I mean, if you think about it, that kind of cloud has been around forever. Wow. So, huh. which kind of throws people off when I mention that. Because <laughs> <So, laughs> it's just a different way of thinking about you know how you can pull things out of thin air. Yeah. So, and you're always surrounded by it. I guess, you know, it's probably just the internet's there and they just gave it a clever name. Yeah. You know, like some marketing genius came up, we'll, we'll just call it the cloud. <laughs> yeah. It's always floating there. Yeah. So, uh, tell us a little bit about your style of music. Um, I looked on your website and it listed like blues, jazz, funk, but. Um, tell us about your style. You were yeah. calling it the Americana style yeah. of music. So explain yeah. to me what that what what that means to you.
3: Yeah, I think of it as Americana. Um, but yeah, of course, I play um, blues and I play kind of like old style jazz. Um, and I mean, I played with some cover band types that played, you know, really cool old funk. And because I just I used to be more of like a hustler guitar player like a hired gun to sure. just lay down the groove and take solos and, you know, just always be that person. And I still could be that, but it's just, I feel more satisfaction, um, with my own music, you know, cause it's been developing. Um, but yeah, it's like, you know, what does Americana mean? It's, you know, it's just like the roots music that goes back to a long time ago with, you know blues music and folk music and you know pro- some people might think more like an acoustic guitar and a harmonica kind of a vibe that's on there but i i play um some old guitars and you know like i got an old gretsch guitar from 1960 that is my favorite it's on that recording a lot and it's just the mojo and the history of the feeling of the actual um old instruments really cool has a lot of mojo to it sure so um you know and then i play old guitar amps and stuff that sound like the real thing because they are the real thing you know? yeah
2: <laughs> like that old 50s style yeah yeah song,
3: i really yeah. love the 50s kind of style too where you know where there's just like um well the movie la bamba kind of comes to mind with like i just all of those songs in there just really blew me away when i was a kid you know sure. i watched that movie and it really made an impact on me you know and uh so so I just kind of set out to write music um, and lyrics and things that are important to me, tell a story or about a feeling, you know. And, uh, you know, it's not just poetry, it's, it's music, you know, because you got the, the chords and the melody and, and the words all together. Now, there are a couple instrumentals on there. Um, and another thing is it's the mood, you know. It's the tempo, it's the feeling. So that's one of the things I try to do is capture a feeling the whole time, an authentic one, you know? And I, I think it does a pretty good job of, of doing that. Um, another thing is that they're just basically live takes, you know, I, I went to the studio, tracked them and I played them many, many times. Um, but this is just that one time, how it turned out. And we decided that that was pretty good, you know, Yeah, a good take, you know, good representation of the song, you know, cause they evolve. It's like an artist who like does a painting and they gotta do it again. Well, I don't know if I could do it exactly <laughs> the same way. <laughs> right. So every single time it evolves, you know. Yeah. But this is like the stamp. This is the original version that I had in mind. I find that agreeable, you know. And then move on with it. And uh, it's hard to. Uh, sometimes it's hard to replay these songs, you know. And um, so that's why. I think it's really important for a songwriter to put down the actual song that is meant to be, you know, so that you can move on and keep keep writing tunes, you know.
2: Yeah. When you did uh when you recorded them and listened back, do you have other people listening with you or are you the one that are, is listening and saying, "Okay, I'm going to go with that one." But still getting opinions from other people in the room. I mean, how does that work?
3: Um Yeah, every every song was done except for one. I did that all by myself. Um, but all the other ones were me and an engineer. You sure. Know, somebody in, in the room who's doing all of the computing, you know, sitting yeah. there on the. What,
2: the bigger board than this one in big front of? The bigger board <laughs> and they got the
3: <laughs> microphones. They're yeah. the ones doing that. And they also got the ears and we'll say, yeah, that was a good take and we'll listen to it. And, but um, yeah, so that's what, how it worked out. Uh, Just me and another person usually
2: is that digital now too or is it still real to real like it was back well not actually, too long ago
3: <laughs> my buddy chris johnson he's the one that mastered it mixed and mastered it did an awesome job he's fantastic um not on this one this is all digital you okay. know i mean we use great gear you know analog gear sure but it goes into the computer pro tools and um but then the album that maybe we'll be talking about this later on that i'm that I did in 2020 that I'm going to come out with. Um, That one I recorded all in my iPhone voice memos. Oh, wow. And I brought it to two engineers. um, And uh, one was Tony at Miniaha recording. Oh, sure, yeah. He's awesome. What he did is like, I was like, well, this is a crazy idea, but can you take my iPhone voice memos? Because they're really good songs. They captured, I'm amazing, amazed at that mic. It sounds so good. They capture... The performance really well, you know, and to me, the performance is more important than the audio, you know, because the mood of the performance is what speaks, you know. It's like I always think, like the Rolling Stones, their early r- recordings were so awesome, um, and the audio wasn't so great, but this, the record, the the performance was so fantastic. So that's the idea here, and he and he said, oh, "Okay, I'll try it out," and thought, "Well, what's this?" You know but actually ended up really liking the sounds. And he did a lot of the editing and made it sound a certain way and really good. Um, And then I thought, well, I got a crazy idea. And that's when I talked to Chris Johnson. He's the one who mastered this, um, Lucky. And uh, so, and what he did is took them. I said, I got a crazy idea for you. Can you take these songs and run them through your tape machine and then put it back into the, the bro tools? And that's what we did. So we, we recorded the, this is the 2020 album that's sure. unreleased yet yep. still. It'll be out. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, so what we did is we used the tape as a you know, a mixing tool. Because nothing can create the actual tape. What it does is it you know, condenses things down. It does uh, something, warms it up a little bit. It, it takes frequencies, high frequencies down. And it just makes it all sound better. So you take this digital signal that I had and then you warm it up like that in an authentic way. And it sounds, I mean, it sounds amazing, you know. And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? (laughs) And that's another thing, speaking of the change in in all these years, because I I really um, beat myself up because maybe I felt like I wasted a lot of my time or something, but I just didn't use it as well as I could have, and I never learned how to master a recording program on a computer. Um, I even had pro tools for a while and I just I don't know I just couldn't figure out how to get myself to sit down and do that. You know, what I did is I used a 12 track, you know, like with the knobs like you got there. Right, I actually used yep. a 12 track and I plug a microphone into it and push record. And it's the same concept with a computer but I never really did that. And cuz I actually used to record to walkmans, to tapes when I was a kid. Sure. And the i for for me the smartphone i have an iphone but to me it's the same concept as a walkman because you got it in your pocket and it sounds amazing and that's how i do it i'll wherever i'm at where i feel inspired whatever time of day it is and it feels right i'll push record on it and it captures it in an amazing way and you can email it or send it anywhere and it's all right there that was something worth waiting for um to me that's been an amazing thing now i don't feel so bad that i don't know how to use this crazy <laughs> right you know right you can get a degree on how to use pro tools yeah you know like i don't feel so bad that i never did that i mean it's not over yet i can still possibly <laughs> do that but, hey,
2: you still got time to learn <laughs> yeah it.
3: but at least i have the the smartphone in my pocket and you know this thing kind of works you know so it's um We'll see. Let's we'll see, because you know you got these guys who got these amazing studios. They got like, you know, a million dollars worth of stuff in here. It's like, man, you guys go do your work, and I'll send you the music. I'll be the one who writes the songs and
2: plays them. Right. Yeah. You'll you'll get my work, and then you yeah. do your magic to yep. it. And,
3: and that's another thing too is it's really about working together. You have to work together. There's no way. There's no way you can get your music out into the world you know you you just can't you ha- you have to have a team and you know like there's this whole idea of independent artists or the do it yourself there's no such thing as do it yourself and there's no such thing as an independent artist in my personal viewpoint um un- unless you want to be like just completely unknown and that's kind of what I've been like forever and I started going hmm I need to incorporate other people sure it's like a chef who thinks they're supposed to Roll the vegetables, chop the vegetables, cook it. It's like no, all they do is put it in the dang pan. You know, somebody else is. Yeah, you got somebody else to it prep up. it for
2: you, and yeah.
3: Yep. So it's something that takes maturity and experience to to learn, and um, the willingness to to um, you know to realize, admit that you don't know everything, <laughs> right?
2: <laughs> Which. Is a skill that people have to learn, because that really is a skill to, yeah. to admit that kind of stuff. Well, Colin, I want to play some music uh, off of your album, Lucky, um, and get the listeners into that so they know um, what we're talking about with this album, yeah. the CD that I am staring at right now. So we're going to listen to Caffeine City, and then after that, uh, we'll dive into Feel Free, and then we will get into What is Cool and this is off of the Lucky album. Colin Ray Monette is Roy. Colin, Colin Ray. Roy. God, why did I say Ray? Because it it's common. Yeah, Colin Ray is the country is guy, That's yep. what it is. Yeah. So Colin yep. Roy Monette, excuse me, it's is here in studio with me on the nine forty five show on WFNULP ninety four point one FM. <laughs>
3: storm
0: building in the air And I'm determined to be there Gonna chase it to the midnight Chase it to the dawn When the early morning sunrise
2: uh Colin Roy Monette, who's my guest this morning. I cut that off just a second too quick. Which is terrible if you're trying to be a professional radio star, Colin. That's not good. <laughs> you're listening to the nine forty five show on WFNULP, ninety four point one FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. I am Mike Resendez, your host. It, the time is now ten thirty eight, Colin. It it's an exciting time in the show. We're gonna do the out the window weather forecast right Great. now. This is uh It's the talk of the town. Yeah. It It really is. is, Yeah. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about it. I mean, I'm sure word gets across the river there for you. Um, Right now we're looking out the window and it is smoky still outside. Our uh, air quality index alert, Colin, we're still up there. We're at 130 right now. So that's not great. Mm -hmm. So if you have any underlying health conditions, you might want to think about staying inside today. The general public is pretty much okay. But uh, just try not to do too much out there as we continue to get the smoke from the wildfires up in Canada. So it's kind of a a trade-off. If you want sunny skies right now, we're going to get the heat and humidity that goes with it because the wind from the south brings that in. Mm -hmm. Uh, And if you want the cool, non-humid air that comes from the north, we're going to get smoke now. So Mm -hmm. uh, you can... Take it as you want. Uh, just be safe out there. For the rest of today, though, the forecast looks like this, that it's now 75 degrees outside. Uh, very low chance of rain. More than likely, we are not going to get any. This afternoon, it'll be 83 degrees. This evening, it'll be a cool 74, and overnight, it'll be 65. Open up your windows if you mm-hmm. can. Perfect. Otherwise, uh, you can keep them closed and turn on some fans, but you should not need your air conditioning today at all.
3: Matter of fact, that might help with the condition.
2: Right. Yeah. So it's going to be uh, pretty, pretty nice throughout the day. Uh, now the rest of the week looks like this. Tomorrow's going to be a high of 78 degrees and a low of 59, partly cloudy. Monday will be 81 and also partly cloudy. Tuesday and Wednesday will be 85 and 88. So we're going to start sneaking up a little bit in the temperature. Um, and with that will probably come humidity this time of year. It's Minnesota. You get like two weeks of perfect weather. And then mm-hmm. the rest of the time you got to trade something off if you want something else. <laughs> so, uh, let's get back to the music. We just heard though. Uh, Colin, uh, brought in some music. We listened to it. This is off of the album. Lucky. We listened to caffeine city first and then it was feel free. And then we changed things up. So we didn't play what is cool. We played the title track off of the album. Lucky. And then we also played go to California. Um, and we were talking about some of the instruments that were involved in making these songs. Lucky has a very unique instrument in it. Why don't you explain to the listeners <laughs> yeah. what that instrument is?
3: Not even an instrument quite, but uh, what well, we recorded in front of this crackling fire, um, wood fire, and we put uh, cedar in there that really pops and cracks. We put a microphone way too close to the flames, <laughs> but <laughs> amazingly it didn't melt. But we did that because we were hoping it would pick up the smell.
2: <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a scratch and sniff CD. Yeah. It's very interactive for the listener.
3: Well, <laughs> yeah, that's what you'll hear in the end. There's some crackling fire and throughout the song. It's really cool.
2: Yeah. And at the end, you said you put the outtake in there of the fire at the end. So yeah. We just let we it keep rolling. To. Yeah. yeah. Might as well. I mean, it's a cool, unique yeah. sound to put yeah. into music.
3: It has that kind of uh, like an old record kind of uh, crackle. Yeah, sound, right. Exactly. But, it, but it's not, it's actual
2: fire. Yeah. See, it's a cool sound effect. You just picked up for people who are out there mm-hmm. doing sound engineering and things. Yeah. S- start that crackling fire with some cedar and put a microphone too close to it. Yeah. And you'll get the correct sound. Um, and then in <laughs> go to California, there's harmonica in that one. Yeah. Ties the song together very well.
3: Yeah, it does. And that was sort of an accident. I was saying, you know, um, had brought the harps with and uh, recorded the whole song, and then I thought, hey, why don't I just try to play this harmonica over? And that's just one take. I didn't even practice nothing. Just played that, and like, hey, that sounded pretty dang good, right? Um, And I was saying, you know, like harmonica does just find its way in so many songs. You don't pay any attention to it, but it really does tie songs together. You know, and I remember one time watching my dad play the harmonica he didn't know how to play it but and then that's when i was like i could play the harmonica too you know because i saw him <laughs> do it one time like geez even i could do that <laughs> right is it
2: tricky to pick up the harmonica and learn how to play because no, it seems like it's to not. me it's always been an, well of course i've always used like toy souvenir here harmonicas. yeah
3: actually that's when it is tricky if you get a junker um and i just recommend get a blues harp Okay. the brand, the blues harp with the wooden thing. It's always going to sound good. Um, I love the harmonica, and it's not hard to do, you know. Um, hell, if Bob Dylan could do it, anybody could do it. Right.
2: And I don't, uh, was it Blues Traveler? Yeah, we yeah well, that, that's harmonica. like, he's
3: a virtual solo. That's a whole different level. And right, yeah. By the way, do that, you know. We, we need more of that, too. <laughs> yeah.
2: We need a guy with the vest that walks around with harmonicas yes. in there. <laughs> That was always a cool look. I thought, you know, yeah. you get like the life vest with harmonicas. It's you way better than ammo. Out, right? Yeah, exactly.
3: I'll blow you away with these chops. Man.
2: <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> and your cousin was uh, the background vocals yeah. on. Going My to cousin Amelia.
3: She um, recorded that at that. Um, I think it's called the Minneapolis Institute of Recording or something like that. Institute of what is that? Anyway, I'm forgetting it right now. But it was the Terry, Terry Lewis and Jimmy Jam studio at one point janet jackson Mm -hmm. recorded there and a lot of other hit makers um but uh, it was a school for a little while and she went there and part of her senior project was to have um you know some musician come in there and record their songs and so i was the lucky one got in there for free nice that's always a
2: bonus (laughs) yeah
3: i got in there and i did three songs um they all sound amazing um, and then she snuck her vocals in the back of there I thought right. that was awesome. that really ties it <laughs> together too
2: right. Um, did you know she was gonna do that? No,
3: I had no idea, but it just it's so great. I love it. Um, but yeah, I'm just proud of those songs. so we did those three, you know, and then um, that's what this album is made up out of is actual studio recordings done at different studios, you know, and that's the th- sort of the theme of it is like these are, more properly done, you know, and that's why I selected the, the tunes, and, you know, there's 13 tracks on it, and that's why I decided to call it Lucky, you know, put the, the title track is the 13th one, you know.
2: Right. There's not a lot of artists doing full CDs, and yeah. yeah, there's a lot of uh, yeah. EP releases, which yeah, is fine, because yeah. then you can get a lot, of, a lot of music out that way as well, yeah. if you want, don't want to put them, if they don't all sound like yeah. they belong on one CD or one album, and you can get a couple... I think there's smaller a smaller ones of, out there
3: yeah th- well it depends i mean there's some people who put a lot of energy into making this one track kind of track because they want to make it big off of that one track but i'm more interested in just prolific i like writing lots of material and um yeah i think there's that's true but i i, I don't know i have a lot of music so i just want to keep putting it out there and, right i mean look how many like um people are just trying to make it off of these you know one tune and it's like uh I don't know. I don't really love that, you know. And, you know, I'm not the biggest drum and bass guy in particular anyway. I like chords and, and songs and meaning and, you know, and melody and the mood, you know. So so I guess I'm old-fashioned that way because I still play an instrument, you know. Right.
2: Well, that's the Americana side of things, yeah. I think. You know, you definitely get those in the tracks yeah. that we played. So yeah. I think it really holds up. Uh, now, you say you have another album coming out the 2020 album yeah um which hasn't been released yet right um is it the same style of music or what can we expect on that yeah it's uh
3: it is the same style um a bit it's um simpler because it's mono tracks we did make it a pseudo stereo version but Mm -hmm. basically what it is is just that you know one take um and it's live so it is a concept idea because um you know, they started out as demos. I'll write the song, i am coming up with it, I'm kind of playing, and I go, okay, now let's record this and just so I can remember it, you know. And that's what they are. They end up being these demos that I like, and I really like the mood and the feeling of them. And that's what I go, I don't think I can recreate this feeling again. So I'd rather just keep that. And, and that's what you're going to hear, you know, um, soon again. Um, yeah, that's what it is, so.
2: And how does that uh, translate to live performances? Then, when you're playing these songs live, you know you get that one recording you really love, and you're like, "This is the one that's going to end up on the on the album." And then yeah. you play it live. Does it does it translate where you can pretty yeah. much mimic the same sound? Or yeah, that's kind of the, the most
3: Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, you know, and those are sometimes end up just being ones that you don't even play that much. You know, sure, It depends on what you're doing. Because I used to play in like open tunings a lot, and I said, oh, "That's way too much work," you know. Um, but one of the things is, is I'll bring my songs to my band, Spaghetti Manetti and the Sauce, and then, uh, you know, see what works with them. And to me, because they can play almost anything, um, basically if one of my songs works with that band, then we should probably keep playing that song, you know. And if it's a song that just isn't working with the band, then I'll that's just maybe a solo performance piece, sure. you know. So, yeah, that's
2: kind of the idea. All right. Well, tell us who else is in that. It's a quartet, right? Well, it's a trio, a trio? usually. Okay. Uh,
3: the the body is a trio, but we have uh um we'll have a sax player play us sometimes live. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's a uh, pr- couple of couple of cool guys. They're both lawyers, actually. <laughs> oh, nice. Know, they're trying to
2: keep me in line. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you let them play. They give you some free advice. <laughs> I mean, I think <laughs> it works out. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're actually they're pretty they're pretty big pretty big guys. Oh, that's know, nice. In the lawyer scene. There, so <laughs> But it, yeah, we have a practice space over here um, downtown, you know,
2: at the Rossmore building. Nice. Is, uh, is practice space hard to come by these days? Because it seems... Like one yeah. thing that I've, I've noticed working with some musicians, so right now everything is starting to open back up, venues are starting to open back up, so venue space, playing somewhere mm. is hard to find. Yeah, that's true. Um, is, I mean, practice space, rehearsal space, is it the same thing? Is there a flood of people... Well, trying to our, find
3: spaces or actually right now i'm not sure at the moment um but i know that last year leading up to now um nobody was down at that practice space right i mean it's there's like 30 units and we were like the only one down there a lot because we just even during the pandemic we 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 basically just um for a while we wore a mask and stuff but then we just said you know we're I guess we're quarantining together, you know, because they yeah, all your, like your work on their own, and they yeah. just like, you know, and we, we started playing together. We we did have like many months off, and then we said, let's we gotta we gotta do this, you know, and so we kept on practicing, and and actually that's one tip to musicians out there is like, I tried this. Trust me, it doesn't work. Um, you want to have a practice space separate from where you live, you know, you sure. do you you can try to do it all at the same time. Yeah, Rewrite you write your <laughs> tunes and stuff in your, wherever you can, but it's really important to have a separate workspace. You know, and that's one of the beautiful things, is our bass player, he actually had a practice space, you know, and that's really what made this, because he had that, that's what made the band um, develop. So what we do is, like, say you're going to hire me to play somewhere, um, you're probably going to get my band. And then... Um, you know we're just really strong, powerful blues band, basically. But we we play a lot of different styles, and we rock hard. You know, we're going up to um, North Dakota this next weekend to play at a blues festival. Okay. Turtle Mountain Blues Fest.
2: Nice. That sounds like a, just a <coughs> cool name for a blues. Yeah. Fest.
3: <laughs> well, it's all the way. Uh, it's about ten miles south of the Canadian border on the um, Chippewa Indian Reservation, Turtle Mountain Chippewa Reservation, where I'm from, actually. And uh, I'm an enrolled member up there, so it's a kind of a homecoming for me to go um, nice. play the Blues Fest. Uh, it's the first first time they've done it, and uh, Indigenous is on the is on the they're the headliners, um, and uh, yeah. So Spaghetti Manetti, Manetti and the Sauce are going to go play the Blues Fest up there. It's going
2: to be awesome. That sounds like a good time. Yeah, August seventh. August seventh. So if you're headed Blues that Fest. way. Or you need some plans, yep. there you go. Head on up there. Uh, where can we find you social media-wise, website-wise? Uh, we already talked about where we can find your music on all the big yeah, uh, streaming sites, but tell us where we can find if people wanted to follow you on social media.
3: Yeah, I mean, I'm on Facebook, you know, but uh, com is where you can see where I'm playing. And, um, and then, of course, I think really the best thing to do would be to um, – You know, look for the music on the internet, um, Spotify or wherever the heck else you listen, and uh, that'd be just a good way to support me. Um, But yeah, I'm on Facebook out there too, so you can look me up.
2: Nice. And then where can we uh, buy the album, Lucky?
3: In person, to actually get the tangible CD, um, you would have to contact me. Okay. You know, I bring them to my shows. That's why um, I made them. But then, uh, you know, DistroKid, I don't have a, um, they don't have CDs of okay. mine. But I'm sure if somebody asked, they could get them. Sure. Um, but, yeah, it's more of a specialty item, if you right. will. Right, well, there you go. You got to get out to the show. Yeah, you get out to the show, or you and can somehow try to contact me. <laughs> it's not that easy, actually.
2: Well, that makes it even even more, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like the hunt, you know. You yeah. got to find it, and then when you get it... Get it, there are, are some people who have hunted me down through <laughs> lots of <laughs> avenues. Somehow they got to me. Like, how did you find me? But one
3: way really is Spaghetti Minetti and the Sauce is a good way to contact me if you want to get through.
2: Okay, so we will get that. When you write music, um, are you an artist that can sit down and just start writing when you need to? Or are you an artist that also gets inspiration like at a moment and then you're like, I have to write something down so I don't forget? what that inspiration is or just something that triggers like a song idea.
3: I'd wish that um, if I had more time, I think I could, like if it was a job, I could probably sit down and write music mm-hmm. um, because if I have the free time, that's sort of what I do. 2020 pandemic was a good example of that. For me, I was extremely prolific. Bunches and bunches of tunes constantly the entire time I was wired, I think. Something was, was clicking right there. You right. know. But yeah, basically, I was extremely inspired. Um, and I do try to have a lifestyle that allows for inspiration to strike and if I do when it does, which it always does um, I like to be able to have the time to do it you know, to like sit down and write and and, uh, you know, morning's good any time, afternoon it just uh, I like playing, you know um, the guitar, I like just doing that and then I'll come up with Different tunes and stuff. Eventually, and it's funny because there's certain guitars that are more inspirational to me than than not. Sure. It tends to be sort of like, kind of like older junky guitars that inspire me. You can't play everything on
2: them, but there's this sound that just does it. You know? Right. It's kind of like a Jack White it thing really from is the White Stripes because like yeah. he's actually said in, in, in interviews where yeah. I think it was uh, really true that documentary with him and The Edge from YouTuber yeah. And I think they asked them both, they said, What would you do with this guitar? It was a broken guitar. Yeah. And the edge said I would trash it and buy a new one. <laughs> yeah, right. Jack White said so I would plug it money. in to see what kind of sounds I can get out of it. Yeah. And write music based on that sound. Yeah. So yeah. I guess different guitars with different sounds kinda of would probably trigger different For creative sure. ideas. Yeah. yeah. We got uh, like four more minutes on the show left. So um, if you could play with anybody alive or not alive who would it be oh wow oh geez. it's the hard-hitting questions that we ask here in the 945 show that's really hard <laughs> who could i play with who would you yeah who would you like to play with or who would you like to open up for just anyone that 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 you could think of that either sitting next to them and playing with them or even just opening up for the for a show with them for them
3: well, I just think it'd be really amazing to be on the stage with some of these people, not even to play with them, but just to like be standing there, you know, <laughs> in the full effect. You know, I'd really like to be on the stage with George Thorogood. Oh, that instance. would be pretty sweet. Yeah, his saxophone players, God, he's just phenomenal. You know, I don't know if he still plays with them or what, but I was thinking that that'd be really awesome. Or to be on the same stage with like the Rolling Stones or something like right. that. To actually be. You know, maybe you're not even playing, but to be up there in that environment, because I could sit in with any one of these guys, for sure. It's just to be experiencing that would be so
2: awesome, you right? Know? Um, you know, Thurgood's coming to the fair. I know. I just saw that. I'm going to go. Are you? Re- oh, that'd be a. Definitely, that would yeah. be a sweet show. Maybe you know. Maybe somebody's. Maybe his people are listening. Let's get. Let's get this done. Let's, I think it'd let's be fun get to you be, in the room with them at least.
3: I think the Dave Matthews Band. I mean, some people whatever they think about that, but. I think they'd be a really fun band to to jam out with, you know? Or, right. I don't know, just there's so many.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's uh, it's probably not an easy question to answer, just put on the spot that way, yeah. though, right?
3: <laughs> I mean, you know, dead or alive, that's really hard, too. Yeah, um, there's just so many cool artists yeah. out there. I think Neil Young would be really awesome to hang out with. Um, really awesome to be on a stage with him. Of course I think BB King would be fun to like sit, oh, yeah. sit next to him and see what how <laughs> Pick he sings his brain a little bit big as voices I, I remember there was a John Mayer uh, clip with sit next to BB King it was just so hilarious cuz he's like <laughs> <laughs> you do not got the blues you know got to think it was like that was that's awesome we
2: uh, I was at a, a bar in Minneapolis years ago and Johnny Lang uh, was just showed up to the bar and they made him go up on stage and he jammed out it was right after he dropped kid from his name oh so uh it was it was actually it was still pretty sweet to see yeah he's johnny awesome. lang up there yeah. uh jamming out on the guitar just something you don't weren't expecting and all of a yeah. sudden he's there and he's just trying to blend in with the crowd to watch the band and i'd the,
3: like to meet johnny lang for sure because um, he's from fargo and i grew up in yep. north dakota and uh he's only a few years older than me um i wonder what the heck he's up to
2: yeah, you don't hear much from him these days, so that'd be great to find out. Maybe we can get him on the show. If well, I get I, him on the show, I'll bring you back in. Okay. So that That's lo, local enough, yeah. Fargo. All right, well, Colin, thanks for coming in. Thank you so much, Brian. And uh, get Colin's new album, Lucky, track him down, figure out a way to do it, go to a live show, tell, tell us your website again so we can find Colin out
3: here. Your... com. There you go. And yeah, you got to book us to get to go to the show first.: we Well, there We be more go. shows, so come that's right. us up.
2: Yeah, you don't just get to you have to work at this. Everybody. It's hard work, yeah right. <laughs> All right, I want to thank you for listening to the 9:45 show on WFNULP 94.1 FM in St. Paul. We are Frogtown Community Radio. Have a great Saturday, everybody. We'll see you next week.